Alright. Slowing it down. Yeah, easing into another episode of Entertainment Entertainment, the entertaining podcast with the entertaining conversation about entertainment with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. Uh, this is Jennifer Lopez. Greatest love story never told from her new album. Oh, Ooh, there it is. Slipping inside of her. <laughs> missing your body, getting on top of me, slipping inside of me. Missing your body, getting on top of me, slipping inside of me. <laughs> yeah, thinking. Oh, yeah. That's a sexy lyric. That is a sexy lyric and a sexy song. No, that's the best way to reference penetration. Slipping inside of me. Slipping inside oh. of me. Not beating around the bush. There's... We're all thinking of Ben. Immediately with Jay. My God, my God, these two. So she basically fans a missionary. (laughs) (laughs) From the sounds of it, and who is he? You're right. And who is it? Classic. It's classic. It's the classic. It's classic. So J Lo released a new album. um, This is me now, and the whole album is basically like the story of her and and Ben Affleck's second chance at love, right? I mean, that's yes. kind of the thesis of the album. It's, for me, it is the spiritual sequel to I'm Fucking Ben Affleck by Jimmy Kimmel. Oh. This is the spiritual sequel. Was that? I'm sorry. You don't, do you don't, you don't remember these? Sorry. Oh, I, my God. No. Caitlin I, doesn't remember I'm Fucking Matt Damon and I'm Fucking Ben Affleck. I don't know that I really watched Jimmy Kimmel. In January of 2008. Thank you. Uh, as we all remember, uh, Sarah Silverman, this is they were still dating right. at the time. Wow. So Sarah Silverman went on Jimmy Kimmel and they made, made a video with Matt Damon, I'm Fucking Matt Damon. Okay. And then the next week or the next night or whatever it was, Jimmy Kimmel made a made a you know hit back song and it was I'm Fucking Ben Affleck. Wow. So okay. this feels like the spiritual successor. Absolutely. Uh, in my opinion. To, Absolutely. Uh, I'm Fucking Ben Affleck. It really is. Eat your heart out, Jimmy Kimmel. She's all, Ben is all J-Lo's now. Sorry. Yeah, watch, um, yeah, watch both of those today. Okay. So I, I highly recommend a rewatch of I'm <laughs> Fucking Matt Damon and I'm Fucking Ben Affleck. Good stuff there. I think that's the peak of Sarah Silverman. I think, yeah. I think it never got better than that from there no no, no offense to sarah and i'm not saying offense because it was great i think it still holds up still funny still holds up Uh, yeah yeah you know (laughs) so so some good stuff there and ben affleck what a performance and and i'm fucking ben affleck i mean he really does do comedy very well he is funny um i actually him and matt damon they commit they really just they go for it and that's you gotta give those guys credit right i actually liked his um super bowl commercial i thought it was actually i think the whole dunkin donuts boston character that he's doing is actually like really funny yeah Um, it's a it's a you know if you're gonna go the celebrity endorsement route uh, yeah which i guess we'll get into a little bit later but uh this is not a bad angle to be taking not at all and i'm Shamed or maybe not ashamed to admit that the commercial did make me chuckle. Oh, it made me laugh. It made it's me funny. Laugh. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like, he's doing this whole character, like this kind of, you know, exaggerated version of himself. Like, yeah. it, it, we, we see you, Ben Affleck. We see your comedic talent. And he also just looks like he's having a good time. Also, which, yeah, it looks like he's having a great time. I mean, I think after all those memes of him looking miserable, he's finally getting his revenge. <laughs> where he's like, no, I can actually have fun this as long is, as I'm yeah. not bored at an award show. Yeah, people. this is, you know, happy Ben. Yeah. Is. And this album is also happy ben my oh, god yeah it is an eruption of <laughs> of 
lust and love and good uh, communication skills. The entire album is just (laughs) song after song after song of JLo praising this second chance at love that she got from Ben Affleck because now they have every song is about how her new relationship with Ben Affleck has three aspects of it. It's all about how they have a sex drive that they had when they were dating in their younger, like in their 20s and 30s. It talks about how much they're having sex. Just as just it's just as hot. It's just as hot. It's, It's he's still kissing her ass on the yacht that we saw in Jenny yeah, the Yeah, he never it's, stopped. It's yeah. still going on. So that's one part. The second part in every song is not only are they having constant, like, y- you know, sex of a young couple, but now they have, like, the adult maturity to, like, uh, com- they, like, communicate better and they weather the storms. <laughs> like, it's all about how, like, we used to have, we still have sex like we're young, but we communicate like we're old. And then... Yeah. Still fighting all the time, but they're getting through it this time. They have but maturity they, they, to yeah. get through it now. And then the third part is that through this kind of new relationship, she's found herself. Like, it's all about how, like, this is me now. I've, I've found myself <laughs> because I used to be broken. But now through this new relationship with Ben Affleck, she's, like, come to her full self. I feel like every song is about those three things until you get to the song Rebound. Mm. And that's when I was like, oh, this entire album is about A-Rod. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The entire album is basically, like... Fuck you, dude. You cheated on me. You were addicted to like messaging blondes on Instagram. And because of that, I, Jennifer Lopez, am living my best life. And the, the album should just be A Rod J Lo Wins. Like, that's what it should be called. <laughs> it's like J Lo Wins. J Lo yeah. Wins. Lesson learned. Like, you will, you, you know, you could maybe like win the World Series, but you cannot beat Jennifer Lopez. I'm, you know, now you're saying this, I'm surprised there's not a song on here called Go Red Sox. Seriously. Go Boston. So how is like, there not more Boston? Because I will always. Anytime I have an opportunity to bring this up, I will. Yeah. Famously, right after the split happened of A-Rod. And uh, so they, they right after the split, and as soon as she was getting back, like right when that was starting, when she was getting back with Ben, a uh, paparazzi guy asked A-Rod, hey, what do you think of, you know, this Jen and Ben getting back right. together? And, and he, he famously just said, go Yankees. Oh, my God. <laughs> he just said, go Yankees. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I wish we had a go Red Sox song Something. on here somewhere. Yeah. I mean, one of these, you know, you might as well rebound could also be called go Red Sox. Rebound parentheses, go Red exactly. Sox. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like it kind of blew me away. Like when I first was listening to this album, I was like, wow, this is all about how she's like found herself through this new relationship with Ben. And then I got to rebound and I was like, no, this is exactly her just telling a rod that like, you know, like, it all worked out for her and she can't beat him. I feel like this is, I don't know, to me, this entire album is basically like, slipping inside of me, A-Rod didn't beat me. Do you hear me, Alex Rodriguez? Do you hear me, Alex Rodriguez? Like, the entire album. This is what it's like. That's another one that keeps getting in my head. Um, I'ma do it twice. Anyway. Well, A-Rod's messaging Madison LaCroix. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get back together with Ben Affleck. Like, yeah. it's... It's it's really intense. It's kind of enjoyable. And, like, I also the entire time was just picturing Ben Affleck's, like, shit-eating grin as, like, she probably played every song for him and then just, like, sh- like danced for him. Like, sh- I just picture her, like, shaking her ass for Ben Affleck, being like, I wrote another song about you. And he's probably like, great, yeah. I don't know why. That's how I pictured their relationship. I would love to be a fly on the wall to see Ben Affleck listen to her music while she's there yeah. and playing it for him. What's that like? Yeah, yeah. it's got to be, you know, a lot of just, like, I imagine she shakes. I I, put, I think she puts in a little show for him in my in my fantasy. Yeah, so he's yeah. probably like, great. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, it's got to be. You know, that, that's all she talks about is her sex life. So I imagine 
even this album yeah. probably, you know. It's a lot like when Caitlin has an idea for a bit and shares it with me and she just shakes her tits in my face. That's the only way I can communicate with Justin. <laughs> that's so. what all, That's how all relationships where people are creators. Right. Well, it's how, or anytime yeah. a woman shares her ideas with her uh, her a male partner, she has to incorporate some kind of... Uh, yeah, ass out. Right. Yeah. It's just my mouth is not enough. I got to clearly talk through my tits. <laughs> um, I realize I'm, 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 I'm being sexist towards J-Lo and I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway. Um... Whatever. Um, well, no. Well, they're you know, their their love life is red hot, as evidenced <laughs> by this album. Yes, uh, and I believe it. I totally and agree. I, and I believe it. Yeah, you know, I, believe uh, it. I think we're at the very least. I think they had a very hot, you know, honeymoon phase when they got back together for the first time. I bet that was nonstop. After he wrote her that letter, which she references that email, because you know he like wrote her an email saying how good she looked, and yeah, then like, that's he, like how... was that like in her Instagram DMs or was it an email? I think it was like literally like an email. That's great. Um, and she references it like three times during this <laughs> album. Like after you wrote me that letter, um, he's like wrote me that email. Now we go. Now we go sail, sail, or whatever. I'm making it up. But um, I feel like it was like a very Taylor Swift thing to do to mm. like, you know, because like Taylor Swift, like the Jake Gyllenhaal scarf is like big lore with Taylor Swift. And yeah, like, okay. You know, using these kind of like details to further promote the story of your relationship. I yeah. feel like she's taking a little playbook at it. You know, play out Taylor Swift's yeah. handbook. I don't yeah. know what this email. We because you know you know the fans are going to be thinking about it anyway, so you might as well just throw it out there. Come you know, on, we, we all we all know that letter exists. Yeah, um, we so all know. Yeah, what, what was it? Um, what specifically did he, did he? Was he saying you look good just in general, or was there like a specific thing she did? And he was like, "You look great." Yeah, I should have looked it up before this, but I, I don't know. But I all I know is that he wrote her saying how amazing she looked, and now we have this album. Yeah, and now, I mean, yeah, now we have this is me. Now. <laughs> this is me now. This is me now. She's <laughs> yeah, really yeah, going yeah, for yeah, vocally too. Like she, she doesn't sound bad. No, yeah, no, yeah. She doesn't sound bad. And also, we've learned through her relationship with Ben Affleck, through this love, she's become empowered to whisper rap a lot. Like yeah, there's so. I mean, more so than when she was doing songs with Ja Rule. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is like Ben Affleck might as well be Ja Rule to J Lo. J Lo is being the Ying Yang, her own Yin Yang twin. Like yeah. she is, she is constantly like, "You wrote me that email. Now we do sale sale. Now he's my man. He's coming <laughs> on top of me, sipping inside." I mean, it's constant whisper <laughs> rapping. And then she even does like a kind of um Fuji's style like Hades accent where she's just like one time, two time. Yeah, like, she's totally she, doing Wyclef. Like, crazy. Yeah. Um, so she's she's. You know, really explain. Maybe this. I do believe that this love, you know, liberated her because artistically she's exploring. You know, in this I think album, in this, I think similar <laughs> with to Ben. Uh, you know, oh. Air Air was phenomenal. Right. I mean, that was like the best Ben. You know, Affleck project in a long time. Yeah, I think this relationship is. You know, has really like freed both their spirits. You, you and hope they're lifting so. up together. Yeah. And then he's got his Dunkin' Donuts commercial run. It's like, you know, you, you have to be hitting on all cylinders creatively. If you're going to mm. do a commercial, I'm, like, I'm going to laugh at it. True. True. It's like they're on fire. And he yeah. is. Yeah. And I, I feel like they're even, and she even talks about it in this album, how she's like, we're making money off our relationship. Like, she literally brags about it in the album, yeah. which is very Kim K of her, kind of. Like, Kim, like I feel like this album has the same energy of, like, Kim K and Kanye West circa, like, 2012, when they were, like, the mm. couple, like, oh, making God, the money. the video where they were, like, on the horse together. Kind of. Yeah, it is it bound like, yeah, to. Okay. Like, this whole yeah. album is <laughs> yeah. bound to. And um, it has that energy of, like, our relationship is 
like the center of the universe. We're like getting Dunkin' Donuts deals. We're getting movies. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. It has that like brag. Like she has that like element of like bragging about. I think it is like helping their careers, but they're also having sex all the time and they've improved their communication skills. So do you it's think, a lot. I've got a question I just came up with. Okay. Do you think Ben Affleck watched Hustlers more times before they got back together or after they got back together? Wow. Um, after. Because I think he, mm. I think he, Jen- I agree. Jennifer Aston's probably asked him about it. Um, I think before he was just, you know, swiping Mariah. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what Ben was looking at. Um, it's me. God. <laughs> Thank God. J-Lo saved Ben. Yeah. <laughs> J-Lo kind of saved Ben Affleck. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Our cat is, <laughs> our cat is screaming because he loves Hustlers and he wants to yeah, reference yeah, he's, them. He's, yeah, producer Vinny is here. Here's our cat, our producer of this podcast, Vinny. Um, but anyway, this album is a lot. I, I highly recommend it if you're a J-Lo fan. J-Lo was my fashion inspiration for my high school prom. Very cool. So I love her and I'm, I'm very, yeah, I'm happy you for both a, of them. You did a like, green dress inspired, like green J-Lo dress inspired? Or was it I just have, like I have no idea. I know my fashion inspiration was J Lo, which just led me to wear a turquoise dress that was off the shoulder and silver strappy high heels. <laughs> I, I, that to me was J Lo. I don't know. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, was I, a, you know, I bet you pulled it off. It was all right. I, you know, who knows? But uh, that's what I was going for. I guess I was, you know, kind of going for her like slinky Armani, like. You know, I don't know. I think I have a dress literally at Forever 21, though. So, you know, but, but you know, yeah. it's all about having, you know, a vision, a vision and... and, and I think you pulled it off. The I, process you know, to get to that vision is the art, you know? You so, could have been whatever. on the red carpet in that right, dress. Right, Um Dancing in a gym. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed this album. It was hilarious. And really, she just talks about how much Ben Affleck and her are having sex, communicating well, and Alex Rodriguez can suck it. I mean, yeah, she will not lose to a No, Jennifer Lopez wins. Sorry. That's, <laughs> I think that's the thesis of this album, really, is that Jennifer Lopez always wins, so... Suck it, A-Rod. So suck it, A-Rod. Yeah. yeah, I think my final take is I, I danced to all these songs. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Just, I would dance to them. All right. And that's my take. I would dance to these songs. There you go. Dance to their love. Dance yeah. to love. Um, all right, should we move on? Speaking of dancing, yeah. I mean, my God. This is, the next topic isn't a dance. It is a crazy ride. This was it crazy. It is a journey. It is, yeah, it is art. It is spectacle. Yes, it's all these things. So I, like, I think some, like, music account I followed posted that, like, David Lee Roth had finally spoken out after years about Sammy Hagar. Like, that's how this was, like, sold to me, this. um, Famously, these two have, there's been riffs. Oh, yeah. There's been, you know, jealousy, competitiveness between these two. Friendship, not friendship. Right. Like, when I think then they did a reunion tour, it was like Dave would sing a few songs and then Sammy would sing a few songs. That was probably a mess. I think. Um, So anyway, we're talking about David Lee Roth. Yeah, it came out that he finally broke his silence on Sammy Hagar. That's how it was, like, sold to me on Instagram, like, some music account I follow. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we should check out. And then you were, like, checking out David Lee Roth's Instagram, which is pretty crazy. I follow his Instagram. Yeah. And uh, it would just pop up, and it's like, wow, what is David Lee Roth doing? It's basically, his Instagram is very, like, a David Lynch fever dream. Like, like something, it's almost David like. David Lynch fever dream 
a lot of clowning. There's like right. he's doing like clown in a lot of it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting stuff. It's uh, it's it's very intense. Yeah, it's not. Uh, this is not hair metal anymore. We're into like David Lee Ross. Like it's almost like he's at art school making stuff. You're like, what's happening? <laughs> um, it's crazy. So the video that he posted where he purportedly talked about Sammy Hagar. It's it's the title. It's on David Lee Ross YouTube channel and it's called Ballad of Popsicle Sam. Okay, that's what it's called. Um, and because you're thinking when you hear like, oh, David Lee Roth breaks the silence, you're thinking it's like, oh, he did an interview with Rolling Stone, something. It, whatever, something right. like that. And it's no, he created a work of art. <laughs> it, it is like video art. It really yeah, is like yeah. this kind of. So it's called the Ballad of Popsicle Sam, and it's just this black and white um, short film almost. Yeah, and it's up to these kind of like rotating. It's it's a montage of just still photographs of David Lee Roth in like overalls. Just randomly screaming at the camera. My favorite screaming, one, smiling. Yeah, he has these two megaphones that he that he holds up to his chest like they're big old titties, <laughs> like big big stripper boobs, and he's Classic. just yelling with them. Classic David Lee Roth. <laughs> Um, and he's as the, these these uh, stills are being played, he does a like a, a voiceover, like almost like podcast style. Um, he's like telling us, he's like yeah, like monologuing, telling a short story. Yeah, but it's not. So you think like okay. What is he going to say about David Lee, uh, about Sammy Hagar? And basically, what he says about Sammy Hagar is that Sammy Hagar was abducted by aliens, and because he, what happens when you are abducted by aliens is you get anally probed. This is what he says, and obviously, specifically sex probed. Right, I'm That's so sorry. That's the way he says it. You're like, right. Multiple times, Sam got sex probed. Sam got sex probed. Um, <laughs> yes. And that explains Sam's kunda. It's like what? And then <laughs> what, is it, what? And then he says that um, David Lee Roth's experience with aliens was with a girl named Eileen who came to this country illegally, and then David Lee Roth sex probed her multiple times. That was send that girl to outer space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Ellie called her illegal Eileen. Sorry, illegal Eileen. Yeah, because yes. her family were illegal immigrants. So he always, you know, lightheartedly called her illegal Eileen, and he sent that girl to outer fucking space. Yes. Um, so th- it's kind of, I don't know if we're doing a good job describing it, because it really is this kind of like rambling fireside abstract yeah. monologue. Like it, it, it has this kind of like folky, like, you know, old timey radio teleplay vibe where yeah. it's just like you, there's no, there's no structure to the story. It's him just like, literally all he said about Sammy Hagar was that he got sex probed <laughs> by aliens. And then it's like, he's Sammy Hagar. He broke, he broke his silence from 10 summers of not talking about Sammy. Sammy Hagar to say Sammy Hagar got sex probed by aliens and that's why he can't sing because literally that's what he says (laughs) and that's why he can't sing. He says it's like uh, if you've ever jammed a a popsicle stick into a cassette player right rammed it around pulled it out and then tried to play it it never sounds the same again. That's basically the sound of Van Halen (laughs) with Sammy Hagar you know. Just a yeah warped vocal cords probed uh, by a yeah. by a popsicle stick tell me why can't this be love i love, I love that Van song it's so good um yeah it's crazy so then he goes after he's that's all he says about that's all he says about sammy hagar that's it it's like the first maybe minute and a half of him just talking about how um sammy hagar got alien probed and that's why he can't sing and then it moves on to the history of um, Schiltz Malt Liquor in California yeah, because Schultz Alex Malt Liquor. 
Because Alex Van Halen, who was the drummer in Van Halen, uh, Eddie Van Halen's brother, um, drank this malt liquor constantly. So we get, like, a history of that. That goes on for about, like, 15 minutes. And then we get to... That leads David Lee Roth into talking about how he spent um, $9,200 at the Silver Lake Dispensary. Like, yeah. insane. He calls his business manager to get on the phone and confirm that, that he had a bill for $9,200 from the Silver Lake Dispensary. And that explains this whole podcast. I yeah, mean, he's. A, I didn't realize that. I didn't know he's a huge pothead. Huge pothead. Um, there's one part where he's, like, waxing poetic about Bob's Big Boy. Because they all, they all oh, yes. you know, in high school, you'd go hang out at Bob's Big Boy. And then he starts, like, asking, like, existential, whimsical questions where he's like, <laughs> Bob's Big Boy. Is it the iceberg lettuce? Or is it the Bob's Big Boy blue cheese? There is no answer. He does that like four times. Is it the pie, the the frozen beef patties? Or is it the bun? I mean, that's... There is no answer. This man spells, spends a lot of money on weed. <laughs> it, yes. it is... This is a marijuana-driven... Uh, uh, ramble and it's awesome. It's, like it's, it's really awesome. At one point, he explains how alcohol works. <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, you know, because uh, you get a, uh, you know, if you, you got to stay hydrated, you know, oh, but right. if you drink too much, you might not feel anything. It's like if you put a thimble of alcohol in an ocean, not much is going to happen. <laughs> put a thimble of alcohol into another half full thimble of alcohol, and now you've got a waterfall. Or is this something, whatever he says to that, yeah. This all from his story, this all stemming from the same conversation that he started about Sammy Hagar being alien probe. Yeah. Now we're at his thimble theory about how alcohol functions. Yeah. It's, it's wild. He, he touches on his and Eddie Van Halen's uh, girlfriend swap. Did you ever hear? Oh, yeah. yeah, or oh, how yeah. Women in Love, I guess, is about him and Eddie Van Halen trading girlfriends. Sharing women. I mean, he... he he's like... It was the 70s. <laughs> yeah, that's his explanation. <laughs> like, also, we don't need an explanation about the, the reason behind why. Like, we, we know what Van Halen is. We know you guys shared girlfriends. Like, we don't need... Save your explanation. You know, save those brain cells. It's fine. We know. Um, I was more shocked that he... Then he goes into Eddie Van Halen's marriage with Valerie Bertinelli at the end. Mm. This was this was crazy. He basically so he talks about how um, on the night of Eddie Van Halen's we- wedding to Valerie Bertinelli, she's an actress, right? She's Val- a, Valerie Bertinelli, yes, seventies okay. actress. She was right. on. I forget what the show was called, but it was with um, Mackenzie Phillips, who is from the Mamas and the Papas. Okay. Um, the daughter of um, Michelle Phillips and John Phillips from the Mamas and the Papas. Okay. And she had a really troubled relationship with drugs and alcohol. But anyway, so Valerie Bertinelli was on this show with Mackenzie Phillips. I forget what it's called. Like, it's just one of those 70s sitcoms that, like, mm. people watch in the 70s. Okay. Um, but she was, so she was, like, a huge actress, Valerie Bertinelli. But she had, like, a very wholesome image. So I think it was controversial when she got with Eddie Van Halen. Like, they were kind of, like, oh. it was kind of, like, a shock that, like, Valerie did Bertinelli. She do, uh, did she do Facts of Life? No. No, but basically, it's, like, kind of okay, the same thing. Yeah, okay. and, then, and then she got into food now. Network stuff. She did. She just got fired from the Food Network this year. Yeah, okay. Because she okay. she had struggled with her weight, so she did like Weight Watchers. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, Valerie Bertinelli. Um, so he. So David Lee Roth talks about how on the night of Eddie Van Halen's wedding. Eddie Van Halen was doing coke in the bathroom in, like, this Armani white tuxedo that David Lee Roth had, like, gotten for him. I guess he implied that, like, David Lee Roth implied that he spent the money on this 
Armani tuxedo and that because Eddie Van Halen was doing coke, I guess you when you do coke, you gag after you do coke. Oh, so, guy of the gagging. So um, Eddie Van Halen called David Lee Roth in the bathroom to have him hold back his expensive tuxedo from the toilet as he gagged from cocaine. <laughs> and then that turned into a party where like everybody that was cool was just in the bathroom. And David Lee Roth talked about how he was having athletes who were tall, reach up and turn the lights out to, like, curate the vibe of the Coke bathroom. Insane. But then this devolves into the the end of the whole um, Sammy Hagar got probed by aliens rant is that Valerie Bertinelli and and, and, um, Eddie Van Halen's marriage broke up because Valerie Bertinelli saw a tape that Eddie Van Halen put on in his bedroom of... David Leroth implies that this was male-on-male sex, and that Valerie, Whoa, Bert- you didn't get. I, I missed this. Wow. Yes, he implies at the end of the podcast that the relationship between Valerie Bertinelli and Eddie Van Halen broke up because she was not down with male on male sex. And, and then Eddie Van Halen had like a, or he's saying that he basically had a sex tape of him and another guy, of Eddie Van Halen and another guy. I don't know if it was like because basically David Lee Roth was like. Then Eddie called me one night, and he was having trouble with Valerie. And that's when he was like, now Eddie wasn't faithful to any of the women that he dated. We shared women, in fact. That, okay, that's yeah, that. okay, okay. And then this devolves into like, and he called me upset because Valerie came into the bedroom, and Eddie had a tape on the VCR, and Valerie didn't like it. And I, and Eddie called me about it, and, I, and we shared women, but I, I said to Eddie, man, I don't care who you fuck like if you want to fuck i'm not into that i'm not into that you wow. know i'm into two girls one guy okay i two remember girls, okay one wow guy, maybe one girl one guy but like basically implying there was homosexual that was that's, oh yeah okay so i do remember that part and i was i yeah. must have missed the setup because i was like why is he what happened here that he's talking about how he'll only fuck two or one woman? Exactly, because he won't he it. won't have another guy in the picture. So I'm, I'm maybe it was like a threesome on the on the with uh, two guys, one girl. Well, maybe guys, that was the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, but basically, David Lee Roth was being shady to Eddie Van Halen, yeah. implying that he had some homosexual tendencies, which could be like if you have two guys in a threesome with a girl, that's not necessarily like homosexual activity. But um, to David Lee Roth, it is. And to Valerie Bertinelli. And to Valerie Bertinelli. Um, But yeah, I was like, oh my God, that was shady. Like, this guy, I don't know. Um, he's he's dead. He can't defend himself. Um, no, yeah, yeah, you know, well, you know. I guess you know. I guess David is airing out all of his friends' dirty laundry on his new uh, podcast slash art short film yeah. that he's posting on YouTube. I mean, if you spend you know almost ten grand on weed, I guess you're you know you maybe lose track of what you say <laughs> at this <laughs> yeah. point. I mean, it's crazy. I also enjoyed all the implications about his childhood, like when he would allude to the fact that like his parents were doctors and he was like a hyper kid and like yeah, I don't okay. know. You're like okay, yeah. that's where all this comes from. Your doc, your doctor parents probably didn't really pay too much attention to you. <laughs> I mean, that's probably where it all started. Diamond yeah, Dave. Age. Just, yeah. Just, did he, does he have siblings, did he mention? Or? He didn't mention in this rant. I don't know. I yeah, didn't, I didn't okay. really hear any, okay. any siblings. Oh, no, I think he did. 
I don't know. A brother, maybe? I think he kind of implied that his brother was more like his parents. I don't know. Okay. It's, 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 it's a wild ride. I highly recommend it if you're a Van Halen fan or just a, a fan yeah. of music. This is a, it's a crazy... Just a fan of human speaking. Yeah. You, you know, it's something to listen to. You're like, well, I can't believe this is, what, this is what's happening it, right now. It's also just like one of those things where... It's, it's one of those interesting things where celebrities who, like, social media wasn't around the time when they were, like, at their peak. And now just to see how they would have used social media or how they are using social media, I think is so interesting, you yeah. know? Like, if social media was around during Van Halen's peak, what would they be doing? I don't know. But at least you get to see what David Lee Roth kind of, how he interprets social media and he makes these. Would have loved to see uh, illegal Eileen make an appearance. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> on yeah. his social oh media. Oh God, yeah. They probably would be, they would probably be OnlyFans only, David Lee. Like Van Halen would probably exist <laughs> only on OnlyFans, my God. But um, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, the, his interpretation of social media is kind of like artistic. I, I enjoy it. You know, yeah. like he's making these kind of like, yeah, like meandering, abstract, you know, stoned. It's not um, just filming himself talking into his phone exactly. about whatever. Yeah. Which, which is fine. Which is but, fine. We, totally yeah, fine. But it's, you know, way more interesting for David Lee Roth to be doing what he's doing. Right exactly. Now. Yeah. I, I think that's, I love seeing the way different celebrities kind of use social media. And, and, and Dave does not disappoint. And this was a fascinating ramble. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I'd listen to more of these. Me if he too. does more just kind of like weird, waxing poetic stories about his days in Van Halen. It's crazy. With pictures of himself. Just being like smiling, using using megaphones as giant tits. Yeah, wearing, yeah. Wearing uh, sunglasses overalls. and the overalls with like nothing underneath. Yeah, no, like, no shirt. <laughs> Very crazy. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. Highly recommend. And uh, it was a real nice. Yes, his Instagram's like a lot of movement stuff too. His Instagram's mm. a lot of like similar like short story style stuff, and then just like in the same like overalls, <laughs> him just being like. <laughs> yeah, doing the Dave dances. Yeah, his like dancing, lunging, like martial arts leftovers yeah. from his uh, Van Halen like acrobatic days. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure, if I'm sure, if you dig deep enough, he's got like his like scissor kick in there yeah. somewhere. Has to still be doing that. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy how the David Lee Ross Sammy Hagar feud is still interesting. Like, it's still. I was like, what did he say about Sammy Hagar? You know, like I wanted to know. Well, I, I remember um, the last thing I saw about this was we watched uh, Sammy Hagar had a show at one point. Well, I forget what the show he was. was like, like Mr. Axis TV. Like, right. I feel like 2019, Sammy Hagar was like all over Axis TV. Like AXS, three shows. Yeah, the AXS channel. Yeah. Right? Axis, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he had some show where he was, it was almost like diners, drive-ins, and dives, I feel like. He was like. But he was going to like rock venues. Rock venues, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and at one point, I think he was like talking about David Lee Roth, and he was just doing anything where he's like. You know, Dave, he's great at what he does. Great at what he does. Like, that's like all I'll say. He's great at what he does. Yeah. Dave, he's great at what he does. I mean, they're so different. Yeah. They are so different. I feel like Sammy Hagar is just like a workaholic, like straight like straight shooter. Like, you know, he, he and then David Lee Roth is kind of more of the artistic you know, does like, isn't going to come, is going to come at you through this kind of like abstract rant, you know what I yeah. mean? Like kind yeah. of, and, and Sammy Hagar's like, no, I get on stage, I sing. And David Lee Roth is like, I might not sing that well, but I'm going to give you a performance. It's going to be, yeah. you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to like, they're yeah. very different, but yeah. um, it's, it's just interesting. Their feud. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> they're, you know, what an opposite end of coins. Those yes. Two, David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Wild. 
But um, I like both. I love regular. I like David Lee Roth Van Halen. And I'm not going to lie, I like a few Van Hagar songs. I have to so listen to more Van care. Hagar. I feel like I only really know Van Halen. But oh. yeah, I have to go back. Got to, you know, because I don't want to show on Sammy Hagar. I got to listen to some of his stuff. Oh, no. I mean, he's great. I, I think, uh, yeah. I think Van Hagar has some great songs. My favorite is uh, Why Can't This Be Love? Because at one point he's like, um, just some of the lyrics in that song. I, I can't think of it right now. But I think he, it's almost like when Kid Rock covered, um, uh, uh, werewolves in london and he rhymed things with things there's a similar thing in why can't this be love where mm. it's like um anyway there's just some of the lyrics oh that, that was um sweet home alabama yeah well kid rock did sweet home alabama and werewolves of london oh, like combined yeah, to do, all summer do, long do, do, do. yeah okay yeah yeah and he's okay. like we were trying different things we, we were, were smoking, smoking funny <laughs> things we rhymed things with things and i forget what in why can't this be love it's like what biscuit does that oh too. here i got it okay so in why can't this be love he goes only time will tell if we stand the test of time it's just like a lot of time, time i yeah. always love that it's like i love enough limp biscuit i forget what song it's been wrong he's like now i know you'll be loving this shit right here l-i-m-p biscuit is right here <laughs> <laughs> there's just something about what yeah when what artists musicians yeah. use the same word to like uh, to rhyme with each other. It's just funny. I don't know. It's just so, it's, it's yeah. always funny. You know, sometimes it, it's better than uh, no rhyme. Right. You know Only what? I would time will just... tell if we stand the test of time. All right. <laughs> That's like some Eminem rhyme scheme. It's, there. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's great. Um, anyway, it was really fun. I recommend it. Um, the feud, the Hagar, the Van Halen lead singer feud continues with the, the ballad of Popsicle Sam. Yes. You know? <laughs> it does. <laughs> yes. Um, Speaking of feuds, friendships. Wow. All yeah. the above, male bonding. Justin is a psychic. Justin, you predicted. You oh, predicted yes. this. On our first episode, uh, we did a, a <laughs> segment where we were talking about uh, celebrities who like to see do more commercials to like start a comeback. Uh, and my pick was none other than Michael Sarah. Yep. Who at that point, this was January of 2023. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, and now he's, of course... Michael Sarah for Sarah V. Mm-hmm. Michael Sarah's back, so we were, we were on the forefront of that a little bit. You predicted it. He came back with Barbie Strong. Yeah, um, he was Alan and Barbie, and now he had a Super Bowl commercial for the Cerave cream, um, which I thought was pretty funny. Another Super Bowl commercial I thought was funny. Like he he kind of like moisturizes the rock that he's climbing, and then like I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I thought it was a good parody of like what commercials are actually doing now. Yeah, just ridiculous. Yeah. Um So yeah, I thought it was funny. So. The the Sarasons, we're in it. We're in the Michael Sarasons. Yes. He is back. Yeah. Um, and I listened to this David Cross, one of my favorite comedians, has a, a new podcast um, called Senses Working Overtime. I think that's what it's called. And he interviewed Michael Sarah, and it is just like an ex- like a very intense, two liberal, sensitive male comics just. <laughs> Just being vulnerable with each other, you know, like it was crazy. I forgot that they had done Arrested Development together. It was Mm. like that, like clicked. Like as I was listening to the beginning of the pod, I was like, oh yeah, they've known each other forever, forever. Yeah. Um, And so apparently they live like next door. They live in the same like neighborhood of Brooklyn, which is like downtown Brooklyn, like kind of Park Slope, bougie area near Barclays. And they both have children with rhyming names. Speaking of rhyming, so one of them, I think. David Cross's child is named Marlo and David Sarah's is named Harlow. And throughout this interview, they keep talking about Marlo and Harlow and they never make a joke about it. And to me, that was a little insane. Like, how could you not even comment on the fact that you two Brooklyn 
liberal dads with matching na- rhyming like kind of yeah kind of cool names for your children that rhyme like it this is of, crazy yeah, gender neutral names yeah. Marlo and Arlo where's where's Buster from Arrested Development to come in and call this out like <laughs> it was just crazy to me that they did not acknowledge this I yeah. was like come on guys come on this is insane yeah, yeah. I mean I, I mean unless they're both they're probably I guess both thinking it's just so on the nose that they're just not going to even address it I guess so I guess yeah. that's the way you go with it if you've named your if you've Taken one sensitive gender neutral <laughs> name and applied it to your child, <laughs> and then your close, uh, you know, uh, movie industry friend also takes a, a similar sounding rhyming uh, gender neutral name and applies it to their child. You just never bring it up. There's nothing to you say. Just, there's just nothing else to say about it. It's Marlo and Arlo, and they're a few years apart, and that's what it is. What are you gonna do? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And we're not gonna call any attention to it. Nope. Uh, because just saying their names back to back is attention enough. You're right. It it's was. enough to say about it. It was enough. Although I was like, this is crazy. Um, and I, I thought the best. I thought the best part of the podcast was the. Uh, the There Will Be Blood story when they went to see There Will Be Blood together. Oh, I don't even remember. Go ahead. So apparently they, so apparently Michael Sarah and uh, David Cross saw There Will Be Blood together wow. uh, when it was out. That's cute. And I guess there was like a group of like dudes in the theater that like were talking. So I guess and David oh. Cross like kept having to speak up to tell him to stop. And it was just like Michael Sarah did a very funny David Cross impression where you could just see him and he was just like, uh, guys, guys. <laughs> Just like that's yeah. how he like, <laughs> and he was like, and then they didn't stop, and then he had to do it again. It's like, guys, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I forgot that is actually very funny. That's even more like sensitive, liberal comedians than than, than their children's like, rhyming names. Michael Sarah was like, I thought we were gonna get our asses kicked that day. I thought we were gonna get our asses kicked that day. It goes to be like, guys. Guys. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. This is like the complete opposite coin. I was like, if there was an essay, remember those old SAT questions that were like, this relationship is like, these two things are relating to each other as this is relating to that. You remember those questions? So it'd be like, okay. so it'd be like, um, if this was like an SAT question, it would be like, um, uh, uh, Ari Shafir on Joe Rogan's podcast is to, yeah, yeah. is to who on David Cross's podcast. And it's like, the answer is Michael Sarah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the opposite side yeah. of the comedic coin. Yeah. Like it's, too sensitive. Liberal. I mean, the only two, it's like Michael Sarah and Dimitri Martin are the only two. I like the two. You, I mean, actually, I don't even know what Dimitri Martin's doing. Right who knows? Yeah. He's drawing. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it was like such a different, it's like the two opposite sides of like the comedy podcast coin, you know? It's like yeah. Ari Shafir if you're on Joe Rogan just being like guys just need other guys you know it's like guys just need to hang out with other guys and then you have yeah Michael Sarah being like I thought we were gonna get I thought we were gonna get into a fight at a there will be blood because these guys were talking and you called them out like have, it's like they're like have, have you been to the ball pit you have good Talk about their children like like oh whatever whatever these like hip like Brooklyn, Brooklyn spots. Bad, yeah these like hip Brooklyn like birth kids party spots are crazy yeah, yeah they they're both just like very involved nice dads who like really care about their children and honestly that's probably why they didn't make fun of their names because they actually probably just love their children like they're just nice guys you know <laughs> it's it's all it's very nice um yeah but um. Anyway, it was interesting. Um, so we thought we would. Do you have anything else to say about the podcast? And I thought it was good. Sarah? I, thought yeah. good listen. I don't. I don't really listen to David Cross's podcast, but it made me want to like listen to it more. I like it. Yeah. He, yeah, I really like it. He has. I'm trying to think of some of the guests that were good so far. Um, Gene right. Garofalo. That was a really good episode with Gene Garofalo. That's good. Um, yeah. Anyway. I thought it was interesting too. They were talking about their anxiety with fame, and I guess Michael Sarah after he blew up after Superbad. Like I think it's kind of why he disappeared for a while because he just did not like that level of. 
being recognized. So that was a good part of the podcast. Yeah, it's always I like hearing people who like struggle, like people's relationship to like extreme fame that comes quick. It's always interesting because yeah. you're like, yeah, it must be insanity. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was even talking about how he think he did, he thought he didn't handle it well. Like he's very self critical, Michael Sarah, like very you know. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then he also talked about how his high school girlfriend cheated on him for like forty minutes. That was crazy. <laughs> his girlfriend Bianca. All right. Anyway, that was wild. Yeah, there was a lot of Bianca talk. A lot uh, of Bianca. That tied into this was I thought that was a good story too of. Uh, uh, I guess they, they they did like an episode of TRL when Arrested Development was like first starting, oh I guess. God, wow. And uh, so the bit was that like David Cross brought Michael Sarah and then Alia Shawcat, the girl from, mm-hmm. so he brought them out as like his like students. <laughs> and David Cross thing was like, he just did not like Carson Daly would ask David Cross a question and then David Cross would just turn to them and be like, okay, so did you guys hear that? <laughs> And just, like, have them, like, take notes. Oh, my God. And he was like, and then they got to pay the joke off at a, at a talk at they gave at the, uh, like, 96th Street Y. Wow. That's very... Uh, and they got to pay show that clip and pay the joke off. What a comedy boom story. My God. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Sure. Um, another recommendation is the Mark Maron episode of David Cross's podcast. Highly recommend that. That was really mm, good. Because yeah, they've, they've known each other forever. It's a lot of good, yeah. good stuff there. Um, but so we thought we would riff on our first uh, topic, uh, which is celebrities from our old podcast uh, where Justin predicted the Michael Sarah, Sarah yeah, uh, we renaissance. We did at the beginning of 2023 who, who we think are right is ripe for a comeback. Yeah. And now we're doing it again for the start of 2024. So we're going to do celebrities that we wish would stop doing commercials and then celebrities that we wish would start doing commercials. Yes. Um, all right. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go? Or do you want to go back and forth? Um, uh, you want to go first and then... Uh, sure, I'll go. Let me oh, yeah. First, I've, I've got two people that are due for a comeback. One person that like, needs to stop. All right. I don't know if I did this correctly. Let's see. So, I, okay. So, my my uh, uh, celebrities who need to stop doing commercials, I kind of did it generic and just all athletes. Any and all athletes, I'm good. <laughs> I am so tired of seeing athletes try to sell me stuff. Like... I can't take another football player trying to sell me potato chips. I'm like, sir. Potato chips are life insurance. I'm, I'm like, over it. Yeah. I'm like, listen, how many times did you get concussed on your job at the NFL? Yeah. I don't trust your judgment. Okay? That's the nicest way I can put it. Yeah. That is yeah. the nicest way I can say I don't need a football player to try to recommend anything to me. I don't trust you, sir. You get knocked around. Yeah. On like professionally, you get hit in the head. I don't need your recommendations. I'm tired of it. I'm not a sports fan, but my my algorithm on these commercials thinks I am. I, I can't take it anymore. So many athletes selling me potato chips. I can't take it. Sorry, rant over. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm certainly ready to check out the life insurance that Matthew Stafford and his wife Kelly told me to buy. Oh my god! Uh, okay. So I will definitely check that out. Yeah. <laughs> For my my to stop okay. is I same thing I have one one to stop okay and it's specifically John Cena voiceovers Ooh, I yeah. love John like and I'm saying this as a huge John Cena huge fan. fan love John Cena I've been a John Cena fan forever for right. a very long time um, but he's just the voiceover of like every commercial it's like you have to let other people do voiceovers yeah I, I think that's just it you just have to let other people do it don't it, don't fall nexus this. Right. John Cena. Yeah, and it's a, it's a lesson we learned from Warhol. You know, Warhol's yeah. repeated Marilyn's. What happens when you repeat an image over repetition becomes 
think makes things meaningless, right? Well, so you if go. you if you do John Cena voiceover, exactly. it, it just even, loses its effectiveness yeah, and you can't even exactly, hear him. Exactly. It's an oversaturation. Andrew, Andrew Warhol gets it. There you go. Yes. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> we need to, you know, we need to just cool it a little bit with that. Got it. Good call. I agree. And yeah. I like John Cena too and I think he's an awesome entertainer. He's great. Like he's so good at what he does. It makes sense that he gets so many jobs. Yeah, totally. It makes sense, but... And he's a workaholic maniac. Right. That's all he wants to do is work, so... But we can't, you know, our ears are... We can't even hear you anymore, Cena. Um, okay, so my start doing commercials, who I want to make a comeback, is the cast of the college admission scandal. Like, all those actresses, um, not, oh. not all, but basically Felicity Huffman <laughs> oh, and, yeah, and, uh, and Lori Laughlin. Wow, okay. I think there's a market... Did William H. Macy get whipped up in the, into that, too, or not really? He's innocent, apparently. Um, wow. Felicity Huffman is saying, I did it, it was all me. She's the only one. She went to jail for nine days. <laughs> I mean... Um, so I, I I think there's an opportunity here for all those like continuing education university commercials like University of Phoenix with Felicity Huffman saying you know it, like me you go to jail for nine days and then you spend the rest of your life getting your associate's degree at University of Phoenix and starting again you know what I mean I think <laughs> yeah. that would be great you know? that is a good yeah that is a good ad for them for when, a comeback ad right yeah. when life gives you seven days in prison for the college admission scandal. University of Phoenix gives you a second chance at at uh, you know. University of Phoenix. You can do Grand Canyon University, <laughs> right. go the religious route with right. it. The, the Christian, like... the Christian University, Grand Canyon, where it was like life, love, Jesus, or whatever the the <laughs> crazy slogan. was. It's like study Christian school. You're like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Lori Laughman can really sell that. You know, that's good. I um, like that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> for us, for my comeback, I've got two here. Okay. Uh, first up, uh, Flavor Flav. Yeah. Let's get Flavor Flav back. I think it's. I think we're due for a Flavor Flav renaissance here. Definitely. And uh, maybe have him selling watches because he's you know he's got like a big do like an irreverent you know maybe it'll be for Old Spice or whatever. He so could do whatever. anything. He could sell me tampons and I'd buy them. Yeah, like, Flavor Flav tampons. Sure. You know, very absorbent, very efficient. Um, my other one is uh, Christopher Mintz Plus. I'm going right back to the wow. super bad bucket, and I'm like. He already did Mission to Mars. He mm-hmm. was already, and I think he's ripe for it. And I think the the world is ready for a McLovin Christopher Mintz Plus comeback. I think so too. I think he's good. Yeah. I, I think he's good too. Um, uh, so those are my picks. Uh, great picks. Flavor Flav, Christopher Mintz Plus. Great picks. Um, all right. Anything so, you want to? Any final thoughts? Anything? Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't say. Me not really. We're getting ready for a vacation. Oh, you know, yeah. This is a condensed week for us. We're coming at you a little early coming here. Sorry if I, I was a little scatterbrained today. Yeah, you were. You were great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yes, we're going out. We're getting out of Panama here. You know, in, in honor of David Lee Roth. In honor of Michael Sarah from Superman. I think Panama is like one of the greatest radio songs. Like it really one of the best is. driving songs. It really is. Panama's awesome. It really is. Um, anyway, yeah, this is another episode of Entertainment Entertainment, an entertaining uh, entertaining podcast with an entertaining conversation about entertainment with comedians Justin Angermeyer, Caitlin McKee. I'm Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. I mean, you feel like a classic rock DJ just <laughs> yeah. even having this song playing while you're talking into a microphone. Panama Van Halen. All right, coming at you. We've got a workforce block with Bob Seger, but here's Panama. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Van Halen. All right, that's it.